Hello and welcome to the Healed Approach podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Heald, workplace wellbeing and leadership consultant. The aim of this podcast is to bring the human back into leadership. It's about how success depends on healing, connection and better relationships because these are really key to well-being. You will find an open, honest and vulnerable approach that will inspire and motivate you on your business journey because fundamentally, well-being and leadership all come down to human connection. This is the real key to happier humans and better business outcomes. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healed Approach podcast and today I am joined by Louisa Ashforth. Louisa is based in Sheffield. We've known each other for quite a while now actually. Our, cross, our paths crossed as female business owners some time ago. Now Louisa is a spa owner skincare creator and beauty trainer and she has learned how to implement changes into a business to allow her to step back and enable staff to run the business and now she teaches other businesses and other business owners how to do the same and how they can create time freedom so thank you so much Louisa for being here today no problem thank you for having me so let's get started then because what I would really like to do is just ask you if you could share your business journey, because it's been it's been phenomenal, and I know this from from knowing you myself. So, just tell us about how it is that you started and where you're at now, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, I didn't uh, obviously I run a beauty salon. That was how it all began. I didn't intentionally have a goal of running a salon. I just started to. I'd been travelling and done all the things, sort of like having time out of work and gone travelling and came back. And sort of felt a bit a little bit lost and didn't really know where to go. And so I just went to college just for something to do, really. And then I just kind of found actually I really enjoyed it. I was really passionate. And then things just fell into place. I got a room to rent in a oh, back in the day when tanning was in in a tanning studio. And then it just kind of snowballed from there um, and just took off straight away. And within months, I was quitting my full time job as a a PA which I used to be a secretary and stuff which I did love but um just found more passion in beauty and the holistic side of things so it kind of just yeah I feel like it was a roller coaster that I got on and I've still not got off 20 odd <laughs> years later um, and it's kind of just took different directions always been passionate about skincare and wanted to try and create a, a brand didn't think I'd be able to because obviously I'm not a scientist but actually I didn't need to be just talking to the right people and yeah, creating the products. And then that took off. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. I love this. I want to teach other people. So then started, did my teaching degree, started doing training. And it's just kind of just, yeah, like I said, just snowballed really. And then I learned sort of how to, sorry, this is my cat. That's okay. Hello. <laughs> so uh, he likes to be that's involved. My, and that's my son in the background. <laughs> So the joys are trying to work from home sometimes. Um, so, yeah, so it kind of just went, um, yeah, just snowballed and just love it. So we just kind of, I've always been that person who kind of just follows where things lead, but yet always staying in the beauty trade. And then I went to different network events. Um, obviously, we all go on different uh, courses and just learned how to 
step back from the business a little bit because we get so focused on that, well, roller coaster really, so focused on what we're doing in the business that, and you know, you're earning money, clients, that you forget to kind of step back and look at how to grow the business, your vision, your passions. And so, yeah, sometimes I just need to take take a step back. So that's my kind of short (laughs) version of how I got into doing what I'm doing. But obviously, there's lots of multiple streams of income there, which I think is really important when you are stepping back from the business a little bit. Yeah, I think, thank you for that. That's There's so much um, insight, I think. I I really love, so there's there's a couple, I mean, first of all, the skincare range, I can vouch for it. It's great. Thank you. Um, I think that's actually how we first um, started talking to each other, yeah. wasn't it? We were looking at ways to work together um, around the skincare, skincare stuff and then um, had a COVID hit, didn't it? But um. yeah, um, you mentioned there about holistic, you know, looking at a more holistic approach to things. W- what do you mean by that? So I always think you can use, for example, skincare, you can use the, you know, best skincare in the world. But if you are living a life of stress and we live in a busy world anyway, so we're all busy, um, it's sometimes about taking time out. So whether that means having massages, using aromatherapy, um, it's focusing on rather than the the symptom, it's focusing on the cause and sometimes in the world that we live in a lot of the causes of a lot of things that are maybe wrong with us can be stress so I try and look at the bigger picture rather than just saying oh you've got spots let's dry your skin out because obviously that's not the way to go it's sometimes looking at your diet your your lifestyle um because sometimes like when you're a mum a business owner or you know just trying to manage a house and things it's things take its toll don't they and it it shows on our skin so I think when you look at things holistically and try and incorporate relaxation I know everyone will say I haven't got time but by relaxation it can be a case of just putting some aromatherapy in a diffuser and just enjoying that smell because obviously aromatherapy hits your brain within seconds to create a calming environment so it's it's like that really so creating sort of a bit of a calmer environment that we can live in that can help us sleep better become a little bit stress-free we can't sometimes change what's happening in our world but it's sometimes how we can deal with it by getting a better a better mindset and if you are a business owner I just think mindset is so important because we're in that rat race it's so hard to step back and go what do I actually want out of this business And I think that's really important to always come back to what do I want? How do I want my life to look? So holistic, it's sort of like getting a bit more of a balanced life and a balanced approach to running your business, just making sure it suits you because we can sometimes be client led, especially in the beauty world. Um, You know, you don't want to lose clients, scared to say no, um, but actually you want to get home to put your kids to bed, that kind of thing. So it's running it holistically to be a bit more balanced. Yeah, so many good stuff, so much good stuff that came out there. By the way, by the way, it's about controlling the controllables, isn't it? And I don't know if you know, I don't know if you noticed there, but you know, some some number one came downstairs to get food. <laughs> some number two came downstairs to play football and bring the breakables inside. So you won't see that if you're listening, but if you're watching, you will see. Oh, so that, isn't it? like you say, it is about, but there's a couple of really 
important points, I think, that you made there. And I think one is about this always making sure that you're doing it, you're doing things intentionally. And I think I see this so many times. I see this in small businesses. I see this in entrepreneurs. I see this in large businesses um, where people forget why they started out. They slowly move further away from their values Okay, and I think as you the more detached you become from your values, the less you start, you know, the the more unhappier you get and the less time you do find for yourself. So I do think whenever I'm working in organizations, it's about, okay. so so what are your values? You know, why are we just writing these down as a as a tick box exercise? We need to make sure that we're constantly revisiting them. We're constantly going back to them. You're keeping your vision and your values clear. And I think, because when we do that as well, it helps us to make sure that we're prioritizing ourselves because usually within our values, that is that is part of it, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. And, and I also, you know, you, you said something there about not having time to look after ourselves. And I think this really nicely links with what you were saying about prevention rather than cure. Yeah, so yeah. it's not just about sticking, a, sticking plaster over things, is it? Absolutely. It's about finding what the root cause is. Now, if someone says that they do not have time to look after themselves, something's going on there. There is a limiting belief. There is burnout present. There is something that yeah. needs digging into because, you know, you need to. The, the, we, we all need to be making sure that we're not um, negotiating time for ourselves and it doesn't like you said it doesn't have to be hour upon hour upon hour it doesn't have to be we're in this situation where we think we have to run ourselves to the ground and then have a week off run ourselves to the ground for a spa day no it's just 10-15 minutes a day you know if you can't find 10 or 15 minutes a day to look after yourself then you probably do need to be doing some internal work yes for sure um but no, no, and I love that. And the holistic, like I, like you said as well, you know, this holistic approach about looking at different things and different things will work for different people at different stages in life, won't they? And I love that. I love, you know, once I started to prioritise my well-being, it's interesting actually, because I think it's a, it's a long, hard journey. Yes, but I, I, do think that, I do think that being an entrepreneur has made me prioritise my well-being more. Um, but it doesn't always work like that, as you know. Absolutely. You mentioned, and just actually, you know, I do want to talk more about these multiple um, streams of income because I think that's a super important thing to discuss. But I just want to kind of dig a little bit more into, because obviously we're talking about well-being and you're talking about your clients yeah. and, you know, and, and how important it is. But just how important is is well your well-being to your business and how do you prioritise it for you and also your teams? Absolutely massive. Um, I think if you're... Obviously, we're um, teaching clients to think about themselves, their well-being. So if we're sort of like that saying, you can't fill from an empty cup. So if we're running on burnout, how are our clients going to listen to us? How are they going to actually think that it's sort of practicing what you preach, isn't it? And I think once a client is, um, it's about integrity. And I just think that I don't want to teach people something that I'm not doing myself. So I want to be completely congruent in what I'm saying. And, you know, clients will know that, you know, I do these stretches that I'm recommending. I do, um, you know, I'm always there demonstrating in front of clients that, you know, and for example, like back massages and tensioning your back. And they're like, I haven't got time to stretch in the morning, Louisa. And I'll say, do you have a coffee? Do you put the kettle on? They're like, yeah. So I was like, right, okay. So when the kettle's boiling, 
just start trying to touch your toes, just start to bend down, just to gently get your muscles moving. And like, yeah, I make people laugh and, and I am a bit silly when I'm doing it because I just think you've got to have a lighthearted approach and appreciate that people, like you said, genuinely believe they haven't got time. So it's yeah. about creating new ways of thinking, oh, I've done, and then they'll come in and they'll go, I've done my stretches. Every morning I'll put the kettle on and I'll do this and and I'm giggling, but it's nice to hear as well because so I think we need to be showing that we're doing it so I will put stuff on social media that I've done this or whatever and um just to sort of not prove but you know just to say that that is what I do and yeah people might think it's silly but you know what um I'll go to yoga and I meditate and I I I believe exercise is is a massive part for me personally for my own mental health because I'm so stressed half the time working. You, you, when I say stressed, I mean you'll be in the middle of some admin work, which is not necessarily my passion, but we have to do it. So sometimes I'll be on countdown thinking, oh, I've got a spin class soon. I just cannot wait to log off. So I, I challenge myself to get so much done. And then my spin class is almost like my relaxation time because it's a bit of time out doing something, but you come out feeling so good. So it's finding that thing, whether it's a walk around the block, putting the kettle on, going to sit in the conservatory, whatever you've got, wherever you like, the garden, whatever. Unfortunately, we live in England and we don't always have the garden as the option for the weather. But if you do, absolutely, it's gorgeous today. Um, So we have to be grateful. And that is actually leading into, I do recommend like practicing gratitude and things like that. Because even though we're talking sometimes about physical well-being, when you practice gratitude it's amazing how much better you feel all over you know mentally and in your body so and I try and do that with my staff as well so I'll buy books or I'll recommend they read this or watch this on you know Netflix when they bring out the secret or the art the subtle art of not giving a you know and uh, and stuff like that and and they'll go oh that was a bit boring Louisa or oh that was funny oh I don't get it but it's trying to get them to look at things differently because we do get so caught up in our own worlds um and it is super important to make sure we come back all the time to our well-being because otherwise how is a client going to trust what you say yeah two massive points there for me leadership isn't it it's leadership you know you are you you know you're demonstrating you're you're you're, you know you're sticking to your values you're looking after yourself which is yeah. what we are all here to do, really, you know, fundamentally. Yeah, we just forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're conditioned not to, actually, I think. But yes, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you demonst- that's, that's true leadership, isn't it? And also, I love, you know, you've already touched upon there on your leadership style. You know, obviously, you, you know, this, this idea of, of gratitude, I think it's so important. And I wish I, yeah. I wish so many, I wish more leaders would do this mm. because, like you say, there's so much research to show just how, what a positive impact gratitude can have on our mental health and therefore our productivity Absolutely. and our engagement at work. And I, it's almost like we, we, we condition, we wire our brains 
to think negatively. We wire our brains to think we're not good enough. Whereas if we can practice gratitude daily over time, we're changing, you know, it's it's all to do with neuroplasticity and it's to do with, you know, rewiring those neural pathways in your brain so that you start, you're more positive about things. You're looking at things in a different way. Just on that note, I mean, like I said, I do want to talk about the growth of your business and stuff. No, what, you know, without going, you know, too much into kind of leadership styles and stuff, but obviously you've touched on there your kind of, your approach to leadership. Yes. But can you share more about that? What do you think has really helped you in terms of a leader with your team? Apart from obviously focusing on their well-being. To be honest, I think, um, not to sound selfish, but working on myself and making sure that I am okay. Because I think sometimes having staff, I'm terrible for focusing on them more than me. I want to make sure they're okay. So it becomes more about them. And then you sort of lose a little bit of focus. So I think it's really important to always go back to yourself and focus on, again, go back to your visions, go back to your values and um, make sure then that, because then I think you can give guidance because you go, you go back from a business point of view and sort of like when you're having a team meeting, it's more about, okay, so this is the focus for the business and, you know, and then you sort of, you pick the right person for the job or, you know, I always do team nights out, try and do a bit of team bonding and just, you know, there's lots of different avenues, but I do think it's always coming back to you to make sure that you're basically in alignment with your values. Because I think the minute that you are not aligning with your values anymore, I think it's it shows and I think it, you know, you get a bit lost then and then business is a bit lost. Um, so it, yeah, I think it's always coming back to your values and making sure that you're in alignment with your goals and your vision, really. Yeah, I love that as well because I think, like you say, you know, a, a culture or a work environment is only as good as the leadership. Yes. And you know what you said there about being aligned. I think you know relationships at work belonging at work are so important you know that connection in the workplace but if you're not able to connect with yourself if you become so disconnected from yourself and you lose that alignment with your values and who you are and you lose you start you know ignoring your gut your gut intuition and things like that you know then it's hard I always say you cannot be an empathetic leader you cannot be you know you can't be the most inspiring leader if you are not in touch with yourself and you are not connected with yourself because you just, you aren't able to create that space for other people. No. I love that. that. And and I've done it and I've I've done it probably recently as well. You get a little bit lost with, because things are going off in your own world and your own life and it's sort of, you're managing how to deal with those things. And, and sometimes big things happen that, kind of knock your duck off a little bit and so it's you've got to I don't know keep finding yourself so it's about just because you've done your values once or you've done this you know networking event and you've been and done something I think it's continued it's not a case of oh I've already done that I don't need to do it again it's almost you need to revisit it and revisit it and revisit it because otherwise it's easy just to get lost and so I think you have to constantly go back yeah being intentional Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Being intentional. Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you, Louisa. No, that's fine. So getting back to, you know, the growth <laughs> of the business and what are yeah. the plans? I mean, you've mentioned multiple income streams, 
Um, is that part of your growth strategy? Tell me more. So I'm um, all for time freedom. And what I mean by that is not having as much time off as possible, um, although you can if that's your choice. It's almost about what do you want out of your business? So when I say time freedom, it's about having the flexibility to work the hours that you want. If you've got kids to take time off with the kids, to go on holiday. So many business owners like especially salons oh, I, I can't have a holiday I haven't got time and I don't know about you but I didn't go self-employed to have less time off than I have in a job mm-hmm. you end up earning less money you work more hours and no time off so it's almost again again it's a bit lost the things that you want out of life yeah and I think it's having that strength to say no I need to go home now I'm done they these are my hours and this is what I want so by having the multiple streams of income, it's almost giving you another avenue so that you don't have to worry about money as such because you can't constantly, obviously I'm talking about salons and when you're dealing with clients um, and in many businesses, you can't always exchange time for money. There is only a limited amount of time. And then, like you said earlier, you'll reach burnout. So if it's a case of you can only exchange time for money, where is the potential for growth there except for you working 24 hours a day and that's not a life that I think anybody wants so uh, for me beauty is something that you can add retail products so skincare is obviously something that I've added in and that's a great side to my business so um, my salon's still my bread and butter I would say but I've got a great business within my skincare which again that has room to grow so then you've got, um, you could teach. So if you wanted to, and I don't necessarily mean teach people to do beauty. I mean, there are avenues where you can do workshops in your salon. So create events where clients can come in and, you know, learn a little bit more about aromatherapy or about massage techniques, something they can just do to take care of themselves. Um, And you can charge for that, do goodie bags. So again, it's another stream of income. Or you can completely diversify and go and buy a rental property and, you know, do it that way as an investment. It's about investing your money. So it's like that circle of wealth kind of thing, making sure that you've got, you know, not all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting because I was working with somebody who said that uh, I was working with a coach. And it's really, really easy, though, when you start off in your business, because you're told, really drill down, really kind of focus on your niche, really. And then so you get really one track minded, don't you? And, and I do think yes. that's important in the beginning, yes, you know, but then it is about, like you say, it's about diversifying. It's about looking because I, I do remember when I was working with a coach and they were like, if you want to get, you know, if you want to be where you want to be with your business Rebecca then you do you know we need to be thinking about multiple streams of income we need to be thinking about how you can offer different things on your website how you can make pass start looking at passive income through you know selling courses online courses and stuff like that so I'm not there yet but I totally it's totally part of my business plan as well and I I think one of the things a couple of things I think that's hard for business owners is sometimes letting go a little bit Mm -hmm. and trusting other people to do things for you and number two, I think there were so many people, and I was speaking about this recently on, on another podcast with another guest, and they were saying about how, you know, so many people talk about their business as being their baby. Oh, my business is my mm-hmm. baby. And it's like, you know, okay, we all want to be, we all need to feel passionate about our business, but not so much that we 
it, it, it becomes all-consuming because then that's, again, when we can need to burn out. We all need our boundaries, don't we? You know, we all need absolutely. to remember that passion can absolutely lead to burnout. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, it is a I think yeah. I've heard the saying so many times, usually from people who are not a business owner and never have been, if I ever say, oh, gosh, I've worked this many hours, they go, well, that's what you do when you're self-employed. It's constant. <laughs> But it's kind of like, so I think you're also drilled to say that if you have your own business, you have to work 24 hours a day. You never switch off. And that is what you do. Actually, I think it's the worst advice you can be given. I agree. Yes. (laughs) It's like, but it's the same. It's And it's not just in business, by the way. I mean, not not just when you own your own business. I also find that um, when I'm working with, people you know in executive positions ceos leaders that it's not necessarily their own business but they're kind of you know at the top of the business again they seem to think that the only way to be successful and to have the impact that they want they've got to drill you know literally work themselves into the ground but again how how is that demonstrating good leadership exactly and and i just think you know i think we're programmed to what success is and I think you need to find your own definition of success. What is success for you? There's no right or wrong. Like success to me is time freedom, as in I can put my time wherever I want to allocate it. And I've got staff, I've had staff, I've lost staff. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think it is my fault that staff have left or whatever, or they've just decided to grow and and do something else, which is fine. And I think you can't take it personally. I have, and I think we all do, but you have to say, I know it's not personal and say, focus on where you're going. They've yeah. got their life to lead and that's what they're doing. So it's sort of like, yeah, you have to kind of, so even if you haven't got any staff, because some salons are one man bands, that doesn't mean that they can't grow. It's just about maybe, um, you know, getting a VA to do some of the things that you need to do outside of the business. And it, yeah, so it's just the definition of success and how you can make it work for you, basically. Absolutely. I think that's what business Absolutely. is. It should work for you and your life, not what someone else thinks it should be. And I think that's a great take home. I really think that's a great take home, you know, that you need to craft it, don't you? I talk about job yes. crafting in organisations as well, but I think crafting your way, making it your, not not listening or watching what everybody else does, you know, making it, this is one thing I've always struggled with. You know, I want to be me. I want to do it my way. Yes. You know, I don't want to follow someone else's blueprint. I don't want to market the way, you know, I'm I'm going to do it. Everyone's like, oh, Rebecca, you shouldn't do this. Oh, Rebecca, you shouldn't do that. And you get so caught up in that, don't you? Because you but, feel like you're yeah. wrong. When someone is telling you all the time, you shouldn't do that. You're like, oh, okay. But I've learned. Oh, you should just, do this. Yes. I'm just like, I've learned. I'm just very different to other people. And that's fine. But that's why I'm self-employed. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's all, about, it's all about somebody saying, oh, you should do it like this. And it's like, okay, number one, are you on the same path as me? You know? Mm-hmm. And number two, what is your definition of success? Exactly. But on that note, my final question, and you've probably already touched on this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You know, what is the one thing you've learned about yourself on your business journey? You've shared quite a lot, but is there anything in particular that you've really learned about yourself there's probably lots some negative some positive in fact we'll go positive 
I think I can take on any challenge. I think I'm very resourceful and I somehow come out the other side, even when mm. I think I can't. I'm not saying there's always a plan. I just think I'm very resilient and it's somehow I get through a situation because I just have this belief that where there's a will, there's a way. We can always get through. Negative side, I do take things personal. I want to... I'm a bit of a people pleaser, which is not a good trait in business. So you have to really step out of how you can be. So yeah. that's something that I have to work on in myself. And again, that's why I think it's really important to constantly assess your values, assess where you're at, where do you want to go? Because otherwise, yeah, you spend too much time people pleasing and it's it makes you good at your job in beauty, but also it can be negative impacting on but you. Yeah, at what cost? Yes. So, but positively, I know I'll get through it. So it's all good, you know. <laughs> and you've got it. You say it's a negative, but it's it's an area for development. Yes. You know, like area yeah. for development. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that sometimes as well, don't underestimate the power of coaching as well to help with things like that. Because I think yes. you know, people pleasing. It's usually because of something. Uh, you know, an un, a, a kind of a faulty belief or something to do with confidence or self. You know, I mean, there's like you said before, it's, yes. there's always a reason for it. And I think, on, on yeah, and on your leadership journey, I think it's always, you know, you've always got to be not, not. It's not a, like I said, it's not a negative. It's kind of doing your own self. It's doing your own SWOT, isn't it? You know, these are the opportunities. Yes. These are my strengths, but this is an area for development. You know? And, you know, touching on that, actually, I probably should have said one of the things that I do regularly is I do go for coaching, counselling, Reiki treatments, yeah. whatever Same. it might be. Um, and I think it's really important to not only do your own work, but go elsewhere and, and find that person that fits you. Because, you know, I do business coaching, but a business coach still needs a business coach in a way to bring you back. I do. And release as well. We've all got niggles and we need to get it out. <laughs> two coaches at the minute, you know? Brilliant. Um, yeah. You, you do. I think it's so important, you know, investing in yourself. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Investing in yourself and relaxation treatments, but like you say, coaching, therapy. And I think, again, that's something else that is almost judged a little bit, but actually, therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you it's like you no. say it's just you've got to develop and work things out well again this is stigma and this is breaking yeah. down stigma that was around. I was looking for stigma no, this is, and this is it but this is a lot to do with you know it's, it's to do with society it's to do with conditioning it's to do with you know and I think it's breaking down that stigma around mental mm. health because Definitely. when I say invest in yourself it doesn't just mean like you said, it doesn't just mean relaxation treatments, going to a spa, getting an early night, you know, looking after yourself. I mean, investing in yourself also means the most powerful way you can invest in yourself is get to know yourself better yes. and do the inner work. And so I think that, you know, the two need to complement them. You know, it, it's, it's about, yeah, it's about going and, and looking after yourself and doing things. I do things now I never would have done. I never, you know what I mean? Getting. Yeah. Get my nails done, get my eyebrows yeah. done. Never would have done that once, once upon a time. And now it's well, like, it's then, it makes you feel nice, yeah, they're nice things I do to invest in myself. But then I also have coaching, you know, I've had therapy, yeah. I have Reiki, depending where I'm at at a certain time in life, yeah. depending on what service that I'm accessing or what work I'm doing on myself. But Definitely. I think it's a continual journey. We should always be working on ourselves because even we never, 
I talk a lot about healing and how healing is super important when it comes to being the best leader you can be because the majority of us have experienced some kind of trauma or you know you know so so I think you know healing is super super important but it's always remembering as well that we're never there like I remember when I was rebranding and I was thinking about calling myself fully healed and I love fully healed but part of me couldn't do it because I was like but are we ever always we're always on a journey and okay I may have healed from one thing but then there is something else so you never are you know and I think the minute that you stop learning or growing or the minute you stop healing is the minute that you're going to stop enjoying life as much as you could (laughs) and I think that's a bit of a mistake like in business as well because sometimes when we think we've got somewhere or we've made it we can then become a bit stagnant in our business and we forget that there is another path because you've got that goal, you've reached that goal. It's not the end, is it? It's a bit like healing. It's not the end. We're just going to transition now into another place, you know, another avenue of our business. And it's just going to be the best it can ever be. And you're going to be the best version of yourself. But that changes each time because life changes. It's just a design. It's a desire to constantly get better, isn't it? And we're always yeah. changing. We're always changing and evolving. And I've just been reading a great book. I can't remember what it's called now. But it was talking about how so many businesses stop themselves from being great because they just become good enough. You know? Yeah. And then it's like, I'm, yeah, it's good enough now. That's it. I'm not going to. So, yeah. I do some business coaching with that. And it, it's amazing how many people go, yes, but I'm happy with that. And I go, it's not about being happy. Of course you're happy, but it's about where can we just utch it into another level? And it's I think again that's another thing we're programmed to to be be happy with it. And it's like I am happy, but it doesn't mean there's no room for improvement. No, exactly. All mindset. Absolutely. That's been amazing. Thank you so oh, much, Louise. Thank I've you. Really, no, I think that's been great. I think there's so many valuable things that you've shared there. Um, you know, and we've had some extra guests, children and cats. <laughs> Yes, sorry about that. No, thank you so much. Um, Can you you. just, before we finish, can you just let people know where it is that they can find you and connect with you? Yes. So um, I would say uh, my spa, so labeautyandspa.co.uk is my main website and you can find the other avenues off there. Um, Obviously, I've got louisaashford.co.uk as well, but I'd go with the spa one because I think that's a really good place to start because you can see my salon is very holistic based it's got a spa there so I'm all about health and well-being and you can link from there to the skincare and the training as well so it all links together from there and that's kind of where it all began anyway so we may as well go from there brilliant thank you so much and like I said again skincare is amazing um so please you know give it a go check out her you know the spa website Give Louise a follow. Louise does a, um, a podcast as well, which hopefully I'm going to be another guest on again you soon. Are. So, yeah. No, thank you so much, Louise. Um, I've really enjoyed this. Like I said, I think there's so many, so much value that people will get out of this episode. Um, so, you. yeah, catch up again very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've loved it. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do like, comment and share with your audience. If you would like to know more about how I am championing and implementing fearless 
workplace being one bold step at a time, then please do connect with me on LinkedIn or on any other social media channel using the hashtag Rebecca Healed Leadership. You can also email me, rebecca at rebecca-healed.co.uk or you will find me at www.rebecca-healed.co.uk. Thank you again for listening and I hope to see you next time.